You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Coming soon to a theater near you is the film Black and Blue. Black and Blue follows Academy Award nominee Naomi Harris, a rookie cop who inadvertently captures the murder of a young drug dealer on her body cam. When she realizes the murder was committed by fellow police officers, she teams up with the one person from her community willing to help her bring justice to light and expose the truth. Harris goes head-to-head with law enforcement in this fast-paced action thriller. Black and Blue also stars actor Tyrese Gibson, Mike Coulter, Frank Grillo, and Nafisa Williams. Don't miss Black and Blue in theaters October 25th. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Angelica. I'm your host. And joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Ryan. Say hey, Ryan. Hello. Blessed day. Blessed day and praise be. Today, we are tackling the final episode of the season for The Handmaid's Tale, titled Mayday. And I must say, I was quite satisfied with this ending. Twitter wasn't, but I was. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. I was very satisfied. I was nervous as I usually Mm -hmm. am, especially when it's like a pivotal episode of Handmaids. I'm like, don't do this to me. But I was actually, I actually left the episode very satisfied. So yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, I I really appreciated how they put it all together. Um, You know, Uh, spoiler well if you're listening to this podcast at at this point it's spoiled for you but like you know we're gonna spoil it because we have to rank so you know don't listen if you haven't seen it right but spoiler alert june still stayed behind in gilead but once again i'm not i'm not frustrated this time by her choice to stay behind yeah i'm really not yeah yeah i'm really i haven't been i have been able to lay off my frustration with june with these past couple of episodes so i really like the way they played this yes june definitely had a great redeeming arc especially in this final episode i don't forgive her for what she did um but sometimes you have to learn your mistakes and kind of stumble on the way before you find your true path and i think right despite the fact that she's responsible for tons of deaths this past season um oh yeah she had a list she had a list she was Arya stark up in there um (laughs) (laughs) she had her list but she each death i feel like she learned something and so none of and all the all the things that have happened in this past season like she learned from it and now she's on the right path so it's like 
I can't really fr- yeah if she didn't learn from right. it if it got worse I was like okay you guys got to do something like something's gonna have to give but yeah at least she's learning from right. it right and and she's in a, in many ways honoring their deaths by doing what she's done this this episode yeah yeah um, she, she 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 turned up the gangster which I appreciated oh. she needed to go to that level like she turned it up I thought I was watching power um, <laughs> right like I was like am I on the right show right now yeah, what because June was cutting up but for all the right reasons and and it's funny because we've yeah, been talking yeah. about this throughout this 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 season about people doing the wrong things for the right reasons and how we were saying how like joseph for example created this horrific world all in the interest of helping um but i so he did the the wrong things for the right reasons but i at the same time yeah. june's doing the same thing but June's like making things right by doing the wrong things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which for the is right so reasons. Like, which is so, yeah. Yeah. And it's so well played by Elizabeth Moss, the showrunners, mm-hmm. you know, that she, that we're so torn. You're always torn because she is trying to do the right thing. But it's like, oh, do you got to go this path mm-hmm. to do it? And it just makes you think. I mean, not to say that Gilead and the structure is okay, but if you look at it from both sides, from Joseph's side, right? You're thinking, well, June's kind of going down a similar path. Yeah. I'm sure in his mind, when he was building Gilead, he thought, I have to do horrible things, but in the end, I'm saving the world. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So just kind of, they kind of uh, walk a fine line with this series. Like, who really is the bad yeah. guy here? Because... Yeah, and you wait for that one moment mm-hmm. where they can't do it anymore, too. Right, exactly. So, you know, you don't know. It's, I mean, June obviously is a hero of this story, but from others' perspectives, she's the villain. So I just I just thought it was yeah, interesting yeah. how the show is very good about making things gray. Ultimately, you know, June is our protagonist. She is the hero. She is doing the right things. But mm, homegirl took a <laughs> she, yeah, she took she a couple got, wrong She has turns. her own definition of hero. <laughs> right, yeah. right. She has she's her own hero in her own way. So you have to figure out as a fan of the show, can you can you can you continue to deal with that? Because that's what they're going. That's how they're playing mm-hmm. it. Or are you like, oh, I'm done. I'm done after right. this. This is enough. Are you rocking with June or are you not rocking with June? And yeah, you just you gotta you got they're making you choose, which is like it's messed up, but just what you gotta do for a, for a show to grab people's attention. That's what you gotta yeah. do. At this time, I'm rocking with June. She's doing the right thing for the right reason. She's basically making things right. She's getting these children out. Yeah, and her methods. I mean, like she said in her opener, she has to be ruthless. Her methods are ruthless. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely love the open. This is one of my um. Because we've already went through a couple of our favorites. Mm-hmm. This will probably be like my favorite opening because yeah. I was so blown away by what they decided to do with how they started, which I know you'll get into, yes. but it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was it definitely. I mean, you know how people complained about Game of Thrones, the long night, that episode being dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say this episode was a little dark <laughs> for me. And I, you know, I don't complain. I didn't complain about Game of Thrones because for whatever reason, my yeah, TV right, setting right. on the set. Uh, okay, so fun fact, guys. So I watch Game of Thrones in my bedroom on my TV for whatever reason. I don't think we ever talked about this on the podcast. I think you and I talked about this offline. Um, yeah. Hulu, <laughs> 
for whatever reason, decided that they are not streaming or they're not supporting um, Samsung Blu-ray devices. So I will be right, watching right. Handmaid's Tale downstairs on my Blu-ray player with Wi-Fi and I would stream. Well, all of a sudden, like two or three episodes into the season, I could not watch anything on my Blu-ray. And I was like, what gives? So I decided, I was like, <laughs> well, my daughter has her Xbox in her room. Let me look and see if that works. So I was able to watch Handmaid's Tale on her Xbox in her room on her TV. Come to find out, I Googled it. Hulu isn't streaming on Samsung Blu-ray devices anymore. Or actually, it, it's Samsung, but it's they actually are supporting yeah. Samsung. There's all the other Blu-ray devices are a no-go. So I was like, what am I right. supposed to do? Which, as you do, you know. <laughs> so now for so basically for the last like 10 episodes i've been watching the handmaid's tale in my daughter's room surrounded by pink and princesses and stuffed animals <laughs> so <laughs> see see actually we should be doing a show about how angelica feels watching these episodes <laughs> in my kids in this background that's behind her yeah <laughs> this is this is what we actually should be podcasting i on. mean it bring it adds a layer to it if just the fact that like i'm yeah. in an innocence room watching this mess and to think that honestly this could truly happen and like my 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 house could be a relic of what the past was like it adds a whole different layer to it so anywho yeah this this is like we need to do the reverse of this (laughs) podcast one day we need to reverse this yeah so yeah uh, talk about us um so yeah so the on her (laughs) tv because okay she has a different tv than i have in my room and then her room faces the sun so it was like super bright in her room and it was the these this episode was pretty much done in the dark so i had a really hard time seeing but the emotion was there the music was there you know the screams yeah. and the gas yeah, 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 were yeah. there yeah they they got they had everything to make your you're just like on the edge of your seat right and you don't know how you feel until you get but it's just they went in on this episode i loved yes. it i loved it so i had to squint and i was holding on to a teddy bear one of my daughter's teddy bears as i watched. oh yeah see that's what you had to do right there find that teddy bear if you have not watched this episode yet you know, find the teddy find bear. The teddy I'm just bear. gonna let you know if you go back and watch. Yes. It. So let's get into the actual episode. So as I'm watching this scene in my daughter's pink room, first of all, it's all you see is flashing <laughs> lights, and I'm like, where are we? Oh. Are we? Yeah. I'm like, did I miss an episode? Wait. I missed a couple episodes to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm like, did you get caught? What is happening? Why is she in this? It looked like she was in a dark room or some type of transport. Right. And you see these lights flashing, yeah. and then she peeks out um, behind the, a gate, and she sees like women, you know, running by, screaming. You see these men jumping over top of them, telling them to shut the f up, beating them. And they're like being like wrangled, like like cattle. And I was like, "What is going on? Did you get caught? What is happening?" <laughs> I was like, "I thought she was free, but maybe I wasn't paying attention." Right. It, took me a minute. it took me a second, but then I realized that June was wearing plain clothes and her hair was long. And I was like, "Oh, uh, nice, nice detail, nice detail." I was still scared, so I didn't even pick that up. That was nice I was detail. Like, on oh, that. this is a flashback. Okay. Um, and so you're basically seeing this scene. This is basically this scene is June flashing back to when she was first captured. Um, it was literally directly after Hannah was taken for her. She thought Luke was killed. Um, she's basically put into this processing center. Um, this is the beginning of Gilead, right? So these are these guardians. These women have no idea what's going on. So they're being wrangled like cattle into these holding cells and I mean, I hate to make the comparison, but it reminded me a lot um, of scenes from the Holocaust when Jews were brought in and processed and Mm -hmm. they're stripped naked and they're made to take, you know, take take these 
uh, take these showers, not the gas showers, the other kind of showers. You know what I'm saying? Like they're being processed, right. they're being right. cleaned. Yeah. And there's all this confusion. They're screaming because nobody's going to explain to right. you why they're treating you like an animal. It's just get to where I tell right. you to go. Right, go where I told you to go. And, and, you know, so you're seeing their hairs being caught. Um, I think at some point they're they're getting their, um, I, I call it their cattle rings, the, the rings around their, yeah. their ears yeah, yeah, yeah. so that can attract them. It's just, it's a, a scene of chaos and fear. And I don't think anyone wants to ever be put in that position. And I'm sure there's children out there currently in ice holding cells with the same feelings. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Not to get political. And another thing about this mm-hmm. right right but yeah i could totally see because that's where i thought a lot of people i actually thought that might be what they were trying to hint at a little mm-hmm. bit as they were ending the season um but another thing about the scene that got me um while it was kind of my uh, like i thought it was a very interesting open mm-hmm. was what if we would have got this scene like season one right you know what i mean like how they how they sort of bring this like this uh these kind of futuristic shows they'll kind of start it out like that where you get to see their process of how they were taken you know we got a little bit but we didn't get all of this right right you know like her raw from like in the transport she doesn't know what's happening she sees these other women she sees these guys and I'm like, would that have altered anything we ever thought about June from the beginning? If we would have saw the way she, the exact transportation of how she was brought to Gilead, into the world of Gilead, from the very start, from like season one. Okay. So I thought it was interesting how they taught, you know, they went back to like this point to decide to give us that, to lead us into this episode, what I thought was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was very strategic. I think there's a reason why they didn't, sh- I mean, because the world itself, the world as it was, as is built, was already horrible, right? Right. Um, right, right, right. Of course, yeah, yeah. And so, and I think the show kind of does a lot of holding its cars until the right time. So it'll show you yeah, glimpses yeah. here and there of the horrors of the beginning of Gilead. It'll do that. But I feel like the reason why they waited for this episode to do it was because it showed you how this world was made, the horrors of how women were powerless. And it, and and this is, is, as the episode goes on, we see how women rise up, right? And June made yeah, it a point right. of saying, you know, she wanted these children out of here, specifically these little girls, because this is a horrible world and I don't want them to be part of it. So it kind of gives you more of an insight of what June went through. I mean, not that she hasn't gone through such horror as it is, but um, as yeah. she went, as the series progressed, it's almost like she was used to it, you know, but this is like her first, her first time experiencing being powerless, her first time experiencing these men, yeah, yeah. you know, basically dominating them. And that kind of segues into her, her voiceover. Cause we had kind of had a cold opening uh, for this, this mm-hmm. episode, we had a cold opening and then as she remembers her first experience in Gilead, you see her in Gilead as is. She's standing in front of a storefront. She has her guardian escort with her. Um, and she starts to talk about ruthlessness. And she starts to talk about, um, you know, what gave these men this talent? Um, and she wonders, like, what what possessed them to behave like this? And I feel like that's a question anytime something horrible happens. You know, what where did this come from? Um, right. And she concludes that it's not the fact that they were men that makes them ruthless. Uh, she concludes that victory um, goes to the hardest of heart. So who has the most heart? And the spoils go to the ruthless. June decides, all right, I'm going to be ruthless. I'm going to dominate these men. Yeah, and you get to see one of those soldiers, one of those eyes, like the look in his face when she's like, well, hey, can you get me out of here? 
or what they must be feeling like you know right. everybody that's not fully Gilead yet but they know I mean what is he gonna do right so flash you know he knows if he doesn't go along with it yeah so flashing so you're saying flashing back to her flashback <laughs> when she was yeah, in back to her flashback, when she was in yeah. a holding pen and she doesn't know what's going on so she's reaching yeah. out to a guard yeah. and she's saying like help me where's my daughter they've taken my daughter and it's and like to myself I laughed a bit because I'm just like everybody's kids got taken June not just yours right right, um, right. and so the guard you know he all he can do to help June is tell her to be quiet like you just sh- you just need mm. to be quiet that's the that's the best thing you can do for yourself at this point so one of the few kindnesses she was giving um during her time in in, in this world uh so yeah yeah so good point but all of it goes to that like you were saying that ruthless you know she's they are very well played in this picture of how you have to be ruthless in this society like you don't have a you choice. have no choice if you want to get out if you want to make a change you got to go with the ruthless uh path like that's the only thing we've seen that work exactly so we're back in present day gilead um june is uh doing her june thing she's voiceovering <laughs> and she's standing in front of a storefront and um the uh the other handmaids start you know, low key dropping. It looks like, I don't know if it was soap or was some type of parcel into her bag. Mm-hmm. And this episode had a lot going on. So I didn't quite get what that meant. I don't know if it was a sign that they were in like, Hey, I'm in, I'm coming tonight, dropping this off or, or actually now that I think about it, there were supplies. So extra supplies. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it could be both. Right, though, it, could right? be both. it could be, they were in and they were using it. They were going to use it for something. Cause she was in the, June was in the kitchen. I forgot what she ended up using it for. I don't know if it was, but she was like in the kitchen stirring like a pot of it yeah, or something I think like it was, that. The soap. It might've been it soap or lard. I was like, well, if it's soap, maybe they're making bombs. Like I was thinking big or if yeah, it's lard, yeah, yeah. it was basically like for food because they're traveling in the woods and they're going on this long journey and they're going to be on this plane. So they need prevent so it had something to do with i think it was like your i think you're right i think it was both saying hey i'm in and also here's what you need um right so because there ain't no way she walking out of fish loaves with all that by herself (laughs) exactly (laughs) so um you know so she's you know as she's walking these handmaids are dropping this package in her 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 bag surreptitiously janine however is not surreptitious in any way shape or form and i actually want to go back to the flashback and this is how i knew for a fact i was in a flashback because janine was the only person fighting back when she was getting wrangled into the truck good point she was cussing them out she was like f you she was going hard and you see june calm her down before june even met her june was like hey come here Mm -hmm. but if you guys remember from the first episode or the first season janine was a a a spitfire janine was about that life and it took for her to get tortured and her eye taken to kind of put her in her place and then it kind of caused her to go insane and become childlike but janine was Mm -hmm. with the ish back in the day so i thought that was interesting but anywho back to present day gilead (laughs) so janine is like hey i got a gift for you and she like drops off the package (laughs) and aunt lydia kind of spots it and she she pulls june to the side and she said like what's up with that and uh june is smooth june's like well you know it's janine being janine like nothing to see here but aunt lydia is a smart cookie She's on to June. She doesn't know what June is up to, but she knows June is up to something. 
And I'm so thankful for that because I really thought we were going to see her reappear. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, come on now, Lydia. I need you to pretend like you don't know what's happening for once so we can pull this I off. I mean, at the end of the day, Aunt Lydia still cares for her children. Um, So she yeah. she's just telling June, watch yourself, okay? You're very popular. And it's almost like it was like a Spider-Man reference. With great popularity comes great responsibility. Like, <laughs> you... Nice, nice. I did there. So, you know, you're very... <laughs> popular these girls look up to you they follow your lead please do not get them in no mess is basically what she was saying yeah please i I don't need none of this right now please do not do this and you know what your next commander is not going to be as benevolent to you okay your next commander may not appreciate your fire okay so just 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 keep it down a notch and she's like, okay, Aunt Lydia. Uh, so she returns back home. And we talked about how she had all these supplies. And Sienna's like, why do you need so much soap? Or whatever she said. Or why do you need so much lard? And she's like, oh, the, there was a sale. And I'm like, there's sales? <laughs> there's sales at Fish and Lowe's? Um, so she, where the coupons at? Where the you coupons know. at? And Sienna, I mean, she t- basically, t- and June t- like, t- tries to like sun her. She's like, all right, get out of here, kid. Go, go press a shirt or something like I don't need your help and Sienna's like I want to help you know Beth is sick she's throwing up right now and she, obviously she's nervous about something like I want in I was studying for my MCATs I was going to be a radiologist I'm not a child I want to help basically is what she was saying so June's like all right yeah. girl go go in the basement get some supplies or whatever she told her to do so Joseph comes downstairs and he says uh Sienna iron my shirt and Sienna's just like okay and then she's like you know what I'm busy. I'm helping, you know, of Joseph. <laughs> and he's like, oh, she's... I was like, oh, okay. Okay, Sienna. Um, and so Joseph, you know, he finds this type of thing amusing. He was like, oh, she's kind of spicy. She's kind of prickly. <laughs> um, and June's like, you must have forgotten what a strong woman looks like. And uh, Joseph basically tells her like, oh, okay, well, um, you know, so- what's up with Beth? Like, she's throwing up in the bathroom and... June's like, uh, she, she'll be okay. She's just nervous. And he was like, yeah, I think she's afraid to die. Something you're not afraid of. Uh, <laughs> I always love their interaction. So he basically tells her he's going to go on a meeting. Yeah. Keep up appearances. Kind of keep the commanders distracted for the day. Um, and June's like, all right, deuces. Um, and so the Marthas, so Beth comes downstairs. She's obviously feeling better. Sienna's helping. June's helping. They're basically making preparations for this journey. So they're packing food. They're packing provisions. Um, they're tearing up sh- bed sheets in case of injuries. So they're basically doing their thing, planning for these 52 children and their Marthas to come along. Well, apparently word got out about their plan. Um, yep. Because June starts to hear like more activity outside. There's dogs. So she goes outside to take a look and she sees a Martha and her child or a, a child. And she's like, oh crap, it's broad daylight. Nobody's supposed to come until nighttime. So she ushers them into the house. And I don't know. I just kind of had a feeling there from far away um, because the lady's just like, is this it? Is, is this Mayday? Because you know any of the other Marthas would never come this early. So this lady yeah, had yeah. to be not from around town. So apparently she's from Lexington from far away. Um, and she's like, is this Mayday? And June's like, yes, it is. Um, and I also wanted to point out this episode, I mean, we talked about moments in history. And, you know, I'm like, this gave me like 
scenes from the Holocaust. But I noticed like the lamp that they put in in the um in the window with the red um scarf over top of it. I was like, oh, this gave me like underground railroad vibes where Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where you can see it from you gotta be able to see it from a distance. Right. Yeah. Or they you'd be able to pick it yeah, up. Yeah. They would pray, like the stations, the safe houses, they would put a lantern mm-hmm. in a window so the slaves yeah. would know this is a safe house, there's a lantern there. So I was like, oh, like they're kind of adding all these moments of history and putting it into the show. So, you know, June is obviously I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna offend somebody. But June is the conductor here. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I like yep. That's a that's the same way yeah, to go. Yeah, we're I gonna go, go with the conductor. Way, yeah. We're not gonna compare it to someone else that's famous in the Underground Railroad. But t- to a degree, that's yeah. that's kind of what she's being my I'm okay, I'm gonna say I'm sure June was June in this moment and the way she's preparing things, she was modeled after Harriet Tubman. And I hate to say it because she's a white woman, no offense, but that's kind of the yeah. route they were going and they even referred to as they referred to it in previous episodes as the the woman or the woman underground railroad so this is who they're modeling june after at this point yeah and and to be honest what we've talked about many times on these episodes about it being um you know about us not seeing the people of mm-hmm. color um although there is some there is some little uh mixture in the marthas mm-hmm. um i don't think we would actually want to see this show fully if it did have people of color if you're being honest you know, in some of these roles that they're putting them in, because it's kind of like, are they trying to take us back to what we're doing? Okay, or? I see what you're saying. Like with the whole Confederacy um, controversy, yeah. when uh, the writers, the executive producers, and showrunners of Game of Thrones considered writing a show about what would life be like if there was if right, slavery had right. been and abolished, people lost <laughs> their minds. Yeah, and people lost their minds. I was thinking, like, you know, what if we had this, but in hand, you know, and handmaids was actually like that because we were talking a lot about where are the people of color. You know, we talked about that handmaids where the people, the one couple didn't want a black right. handmaid, and I was just like, well, technically, there's some stuff that happens to this show that I'll be very, I'm fine with not seeing a like, black person, you know, women of yeah. color, right, having to go through that. Yeah, understood. Yeah, it's kind of um, a mirror being placed in front of our faces. It's for once, it's not us. Um, so yeah, right, right. Okay, so I don't feel as bad making drawing that comparison now, but I'm not saying she is Harriet Tubman. I'm simply saying I'm sure people in their research decided to model June's journey as something similar to Harriet Tubman as far as organizing the escape of these children so we're gonna leave it at that you can call right, her moses right. if you yep. want to let's go with exodus um but yeah yep, that's yep. basically Mix name up and make what you feel i drew from yeah, watching I'm following the show you, I'm following you. and yeah. i agree with you sometimes it's nice not to see black people getting put down let someone else take our place yeah, i feel like they would have been a lot more upset about this finale than you're saying there on twitter already if this would have been right person of right color, right so. understood all right we'll go with that uh, <laughs> i'm treading into controversial <laughs> waters and i don't like it but i'm uh, moving along um so the next we see serena and at one point in time i was on serena's side like very like it was very fleeting where i was on this woman's side mm-hmm. i officially am back to hating serena i don't feel bad for her they should have chopped off her whole I was hand still on that hate train because she gets on my nerves they should have chopped off her whole hand i am no longer i was never team serena but i yeah. sympathize right at the yeah end, mm. I, 
Yeah. Serena, I mean, I've stopped caring about Serena after DC. Like, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with you. Oh, yeah. That was my last. Yeah. Because I was getting tired of her. I was like, there was ways I understood she was in a box. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the women in the society, there's only so, you know, only so much you can Mm -hmm. do. But there were things she could have done. If June is doing what she's doing, there are things you could have done to do something about the situation and she was just like oh no this is great let me just keep going along with this yeah she's definitely a manipulator and not in a good way like june so right (laughs) bump her so anyways um so tuello he's uh basically uh, serena's getting ready for sessions what i I think is their way of saying trial not not her on trial but Mm. they're basically holding sessions with various um branches of government both u.s and canadian um, they're basically getting Serena's testimony in, in these sessions. So she has to speak with the government, um, intelligence. So it's a lot. She's a busy lady. Um, so it gives her coffee. And uh, she says, like, is there any way that I can politely decline <laughs> some of these sessions? <laughs> and he's like, no, you gave up your rights <laughs> when you made this deal. Yeah. And she's like, I basically want to make it clear. I did not. Tr- I did not give up my rights. I traded my rights in for my daughter. Who's not your daughter? Your daughter? Right. I'll take your line this time, oh. Angelica. I'll take your line. Like, this girl, time. sit down. <laughs> Ain't your child. Um. So they start talking, and he walks her back into the facilities, and he gives her a badge, and he's like, basically, based off your cooperation, how great you've been. Starting next week, here's your badge. You'll be able to leave the facilities. And she's like, what? Thank you. Yeah, audience was like, what? And um, (laughs) he was like, you know, maybe you should take that time to start looking for a place. And she's like, look for a place? Be out in the world without an escort? Because if you think about it, I would say it's been about five years since the beginning of Gilead. Serena has not gone out by herself without an escort, someone from the government. Even in Canada, she's been escorted everywhere. Um, She has not been out by herself in at least five years. Um, and he's just like, yeah, I, I'm sure you'll find your way. And for a moment, I'm like, oh, that's nice. But at the same time, like, this is Serena we're talking about. She needs to be locked up. Yeah. Um, just my thought. Anyone else would have been like, oh, how wonderful. They get to be free. Nah, Serena is kind of an active participant in this mess. Right. So. And that's why I can never enjoy these moments for her because I'm like, the simple, the fact that you realize stuff like that, but you were still okay with not doing anything, right. you know, when you were in Gilead. The only thing that made you act was, you know, your pull for this little girl who's not really exactly. your daughter. That was the only thing that, that got to you. And I'm like, well, you can't even go anywhere by yourself. Like, come mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, all this was for Nicole. And I really hope that her name gets changed to Holly or something else because I'm I'm over it. Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> over that. Yeah, I'm definitely over that. Um, So we flash back, or not flash back, we flash to another scene. Um, So I call it the busy morning. So June is treating the little girl that was brought in by the Martha. Um, I don't believe we learned her name until later on in the episode. Her name is Rebecca. Um, And she was brought yeah. by her Martha Maggie. And um, so she, they've they've come a long way, as I deduced. They came a long way because she's treating her feet. <laughs> Um, she obviously has like rub marks from just walking a long distance in shoes. Um, and June, June is basically connecting with this little girl. I think this little girl reminds her a lot of Hannah. Um, and clearly the May Day plans have gotten around in Gilead. If people are coming, I don't, not sure. I'm not sure how far away Lexington is, but it has to be far if this little yeah. girl's feet are like 
messed up from walking. Um, and mm-hmm. so she talks to the little girl and this is like, like this scene made me cry because the little girl asked her, she's like, you know, what's it like being out? And June's like, uh, <laughs> the same, the same way it was before Gilead. And the little girl is like, I don't remember what it was like before Gilead. Yeah, that was sad. And she was asking so many questions that you just don't think about. Like the main the main focus for June, obviously for most women in this society is if you get a chance to get Get out. out. But the thing is, well, what do you do? You know, like they they programmed you so much. You know, well, what can I wear? You know, how am I going to act this mm-hmm. way? What do I do with myself? You know, because everything is just planned out and, and they tell you exactly. What to do. So the little girl asks her, like, what's it like? And June tells her, so you'll be free. You know, you can wear what you want. You, you won't get in trouble for reading. No one will tell you what to do, what to believe. And here's the best part. You don't have to be a wife or a mother if you don't want to be. And this part broke my heart. And the little girl was like, well, what yeah. will I be then? Like, that's all they aspire to be, a wife and a mother. That's all they can be in this world. And, you know, mm. June says, you're going to be you. You're going to be yourself. Um, and then this is when I actually started crying. And the little girl was like, will God still love me? And I was like, that is such a shame yeah. that she thinks. Yeah, that is such a, that was so, yeah. And June tells her, yes, God will still love you. And it's such a shame just knowing that these girls are so indoctrinated in this world that they think if they leave Gilead, that God will abandon them. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. that broke my little heart. And then even after that, uh, you know, the uh, June asked the little girl if she's hungry. They eat and they pray. And the little girl's prayer broke me down. I was like, I can't take this. Yeah, this, <laughs> this whole scene was just like heartbreaking just for them to like bring us down in this moment so we can really see. Like if you weren't sure, let's really hammer in that Gilead just is the, it was worst. the worst. Let's just really hammer that in. And yeah. think about it. She's saving this little girl, but Hannah is still here. Hannah is still in this world. Um, so I definitely had to hold on to that teddy bear and grab some tissues from from my daughter's fancy Nancy box. Um, because it was, I was just yeah. Okay, so you are confirmed because I was a little nervous. Like, and it might and don't quote me on this because I might need to go back and listen to the mm-hmm. episode. I thought she said something about Hannah. Like something happened to Hannah, but I wasn't sure. Like I might have just been reading too much into it and not really focusing on what she. I was don't saying. recall her mentioning, but it, but it was good to hear. Yeah, okay. I don't recall mentioning okay. Hannah, but it was good to hear you confirm. But okay. we all, I think all, all, all of us as an audience was thinking this could be Hannah. Um. So yeah. yeah, definitely, and I believe it was brought up in the inside the episode. Um, Elizabeth Moss had mentioned this scene with this little girl in June's mind mm-hmm. you know the reason why she was gun ho on saving this little girl was because she reminded her so much of Hannah so you're not wrong in thinking yeah, Hannah's yeah. name as you're watching the scene play out so but you know this sweet little moment quickly turns sour um <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. uh Sienna and Martha or Sienna and Martha Sienna and Beth run downstairs <laughs> And they tell her yep. Martha the Maggie or Maggie the Martha. I'm getting too many M names. <laughs> Maggie. I like you got the Dr. Seuss ramen going I'm on. Sorry. I like this. I like where this is going. <laughs> they say that Maggie the Martha wants to leave. It's taking too long. She's afraid they're gonna get caught. She wants to go. It's she's too nervous. Yeah. 
And she's like, you know, mistress will be merciful. Let's go. She gets a little girl. She's like, let's get dressed. And we're all like, no, 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 <laughs> this can't happen. And so they're all, so yeah. the Marthas, Beth and Sienna are trying to get her to calm down. June's like, you know what? Bump that. And this is when gangsta June yeah. kicks in. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh boy. boy. She wasn't showing like no emotion. Like she was not here she for was it. Not here it for was it. like, forget that. Oh, calm down, sit down. She was like, I'm not here I'm for not this. here for the play play. So she went upstairs. She pulls back the mattress. She gets her Glock or her gun. Or I'm gonna call it a Glock. I don't know nothing about guns. Yeah, we 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 in gangsta mode right now. Hit it with we the, gonna call it a Glock. Glock. We in gangsta mode. Um, so, yep, yep. Someone out out there, correct me. But we gonna call it a Glock. So she comes downstairs with her yep. Glock, and she points it at the Martha, and she's like, "Maggie, you cannot go anywhere." If you go back home, they're going to call the eyes on you. And she's like, no, yeah. my mistress is merciful. She's like, Maggie, I'm not playing with you. If you leave out of here, yep. I will shoot you. You will be shot. Stay here. Maggie is just nervous. She's not built for this life. She's like, no, I want to go back. I want to go back. So June kind of tricks her. She still points the gun at her and she grabs a little girl. And as she grabs a little girl, Maggie takes off running. So June's like, yeah. uh-uh, not in my house. <laughs> so she runs a little calmly because she can't really make a scene because it's so daylight. She yeah, runs yeah. after Maggie. She's basically on the porch and Maggie escapes into the woods. So she lost her shot. She can't shoot Maggie. Uh, and the little girl's running after Maggie as well. She's like, Maggie, Maggie. And June turns around, points the gun at the little girl. I was like, dang, June, when June pointed at the little girl, I was like, okay, okay, we understand her level of, she's getting these kids out of, mm -hmm. the, out of Gilead. Like, we understand where her head is at. She's about whether I make it or not, this, something's going to have to change. Yeah. Like, when she pointed the gun, gun at the little girl, I knew she was, like, in it Yeah, then. she was in it. 1000%. So Beth Beth yeah. grabs the little girl and she's like, "June, oh my god." And she like takes takes the little girl away. <laughs> June drops her her gun. She's shaking to her core like she almost shot a 10-year-old girl. Like, "Whoo, this is this is getting too heavy." Um so we yeah. see her at the table and she has the gun in front of her and she kind of has her head bowed. Um Joseph saunters in. Apparently, he didn't feel like being at the meeting any longer. And June's like, you mm. need to be there. And he's like, eh, I ain't feel like it. But I heard you had a busy morning. <laughs> so um, so he, he basically tells her, like, look, I get it. You've been through a lot. But we need to uh, send that little girl back. And June's like, she's fine. You know, she'll get over it. And he's like, no, we got to return her back to Lexington. Um, because apparently Maggie and the little girl were spotted. Um, so they're already setting up patrols. They're setting up um, checkpoints. They're they're looking for this little girl. And June's just like, I don't care. She's staying here. She's not going anywhere. Joseph's like, she's the commander's daughter. <laughs> we got to return her. June's <laughs> like, no, I'm not leaving her to this fate. And he's like, she'll be safe. It's fine. She's the commander's daughter. So June... She's like, oh, they going to snip her too if she falls in love with someone else? Is, is her, her being a commander's daughter going to save her? She's like, no, enough is enough. Like, too many people have died for this. And she starts rattling off the names. Natalie, Francis, Eleanor. Too many people have died for this. I'm not turning back. 
And he was like, I'm pulling the plug. And she's like, no, no, no. This world has changed me. I almost shot a 10-year-old girl today. Like, I'm not turning back. It's all or nothing. And he's like, well, my decision is final. And she gets up. And she was like, since when has it... Say what now? Um, (laughs) Look here, honey boo-boo. This is not your decision to make. And he tries to like bully her. He was like, you're not going to talk to me like that in my house, young lady. And she's like, "Uh, yeah, you think this is still your house? Boy, bye. Right. Right. That was one of the rare times I thought Joseph was going to have something better to say than what he said. I was like, come on, Joseph. Come on now. Nope. And she's just like, you know what? How about you shut up? Go in your office and get me a map. This is no longer your home. You're no longer in charge. I'm in charge. And she's like, look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> and he. Yep. Yep. That's basically what she said. And he, you know, he does what she says. He's like, oh, well, well damn. All right. <laughs> and yep. she puts that gun in her boot. She's like, I'm ready. I'm about it. Yes. Gun and boot. Gun I was ready boot. for it. There's a snake in my boots. Like, no, I'm making all these Tom Hank references. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So um we we oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so we go to Fred. So Fred is in one of his sessions and he's being questioned by the infrastructure of Gilead. Um and it reminds me of a couple sessions that we've had recently in our government, you know, people being questioned by the Senate. So I thought that mm-hmm. was interesting. Yeah. Um and they're kind of asking him about the infrastructure and how leadership was set up and Fred is basically downplaying his role. He's like, oh, I was just there to keep the peace or oh, I was just there to keep the dogs off, you know, tr- basically mm-hmm. trying to take away his his actual power to make him less culpable. So he serves less time or isn't, you know, executed or whatever his punishment will be. Um, and he's clearly ticked off by the fact that he's being questioned by a group full of women. <laughs> like he's right, just like, right oh yeah and yeah. i'm sure they did that on purpose but yeah he he don't like it so the session is ended Suella walks in fred kind of makes it known that he's not too happy about being questioned by women um mm. and then fred pulls a power move he basically throws serena underneath the bus and he's like you know my wife i i i hate to tell you but my wife has really committed some horrible crimes until i was like whatever she did was under duress and he was just like i can assure you what she did was not only not under duress but it was not under the laws of gilead or god and i was like oh snap mm. what he yeah, i'm like are we do we finally get rid of the water for like what? together one two punch and I was like, mm, okay. So Serena's outside. Later on, we see Serena. She's outside. She's on one of her little visits with Nicole. And she's like all happy and giddy. And I was like, you heifer. Uh <laughs> Yep. Yep. That is appropriate word. That is appropriate word for her. Um, so Chuella walks out and he's like, take the baby. And she's like, what? Why? And he's like, you are under arrest <laughs> for crimes against humanity and for the rape of June Osborne. And she's like, I was like, thank, thank you. you. She's like, no, no, no. What I did was under the rest. Under it was, a, it was a law. I had to. So she's referring back to the fact that she was part of the ceremony that she had to hold June down during any of the ceremonies. Part because that was part of her her job. She had to do it. And he's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. all good and well. But what about the fact that you forced Nick to impregnate June so that you could have yep. a baby? And she's just like. Well, they already had a relationship. He was like, eh, that's still rape. You're under arrest. 
take her away. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) get her. Yep. The only person I felt bad for was Tuello because I felt like he had a little bit of flirtation thing going on with Serena. Well, not anymore. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. He was done after that. But that was the only person in that scene. After I was just like hollering and screaming because I was just too, I was like, please let this be that I'm too done with the waterfront. Let this be done. done. Like we don't have to see them in season four. Oh no, I want to see them. I want to see them put on trial. I want to see them locked up. I want to see someone. It would be nice to see the trial. Someone get the needle. I want blood. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah, they gotta have some. This better not be no like calm Cersei. We let's take it back to Game of Thrones yes. for a little bit. We don't need a calm, like, we, we gotta see something happen. Yeah, we, we don't want them happen. dying together, we want them dying separate, alone in different rooms. We want blood, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We want some answers. We need some answers yes. right here. Um, so next week we go to June and the Marthas. They're planning a workaround. Obviously, they can't take these kids on a truck anymore, they're the, the block is hot. They, you know, they can't be out on the street. <laughs> the black is, is hot. Literally, the black is hot. So, yes, that's gonna be my favorite line you ever threw. The block. I'm gonna stop interrupting you. <laughs> no, you're my co-host. You're supposed to interrupt me. It's fine. But yeah, I use that all the time. Like if I'm at work and someone's acting out, you'd be like, "Yo, the block is hot. Like, calm down. Like, you're making it hot for us." Yep. Uh, <laughs> you statements. You statements. Um. So. She and the Marthas are trying to figure out a plan. They have a map. They have to figure out how to get to the airport without going in a car. Um, the airport's only five miles away. So they kind of, they have to figure this out. So Sienna points out like, hey, there's a woods behind us. We can, you know, get the kids through the woods. But we, someone has to mark the path. So June's like, all right, cool. That's the plan. So she goes outside basically to kind of survey the situation. Because um, she plans on marking the path in the woods. Uh, and she sees there's like dogs everywhere. There's guardians in their patrol cars with flashing lights. It's like, like I, the black is hot. Like there's no way around it. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not going anywhere but in the exactly. forest. So Sienna, shout out to Sienna for the shout idea. out to Sienna. Get her MCATs. Um, so we see some Mar- yep. a Martha and, and children, and we see them like across the street. June's like, come on, come on, come on. And, like lights literally flash by as they're duck, like they're ducking underneath some trees. I'm just like, oh my god! And it was like I said, I got underground railroad vibes. I got you know escape escape refugee vibes. Just people hunker down mm-hmm, in the woods mm-hmm. with lights flashing around them. So you know she she gets them across. She gets them in the house, and next thing you know, it's like just Martha after Martha with child after child because it's time and these women like they they were smart they got out somehow even with all this going on um and then we see Rita come with a with a Martha and and a baby and she tells her like we had to kill them we had to kill the family they wouldn't let us go so not only are they smuggling these kids out they're killing the families that won't let them go um even no Man, I need that Martha right. spinoff. And even the Ma- the Maggie, <laughs> even Martha the Maggie. Uh, Maggie the Martha. God dang. Maggie the Martha. Um, <laughs> she she drugged her mistress to get that little girl out. So they're they're doing all kinds yeah, of things yeah, yeah. To, to get these children out. Um, and I was just happy to see Rita. Like because Rita, that's my girl right there. <laughs> yeah, I love Rita. Yeah. I, I love seeing Rita in this yeah, episode. So, you know, everyone gets into the house. Um, a few of the Marthas in June go out into the woods they start marking off the path and the next scene actually like really touched my heart um, because June returns and she's in the ba- she goes into the basement and you see Joseph surrounded by a sea of children mm-hmm. and he's reading them a story 
And it's just like, oh, he would have been a good dad, I think. <laughs> yeah, this, that scene was so well yeah. shot. The way they did that that pull out and zoom in, that was that it was, was well powerful. Done. And um, you know, the actor that plays Joseph, I forget his names. It'll come to me soon. But I was his voice alone. Like I want him to read me a story. I. Uh, Bradley, Bradley I need Bradley to narrate some audiobooks. I'm sure he does have some audiobooks out there. Like he has an amazing voice, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. Ah. Like I just felt so comfy. Just, I mean, at the worst of times, but I just felt so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was so. Yeah, that moment was so powerful. That got me. Yeah, that was one of those moments that got me. Yeah, because everything else around them is just like chaos and craziness and he's just you know reading it reading like your yeah, bedtime there was story. peace there and, and like he controlled the room like he calmed those children down he read them a bedtime story and i was just like oh this is powerful so june's like oh and then she gets pulled away janine actually snuck out yeah janine's like hey look like the block is hot basically um <laughs> and she she warns her like you know, a, a, a mistress reported her child missing. Now the guardians are out in force. The eyes are out. They're going house to house. Like it's it's dangerous now. So June's like, all right, now is the time. So she gets all the kids. Yeah. She gets all the Marthas. She tells them to go in the woods, and she stays behind for a few moments to say goodbye to Joseph. Um, and he said, "Uh, I thought you weren't going to be any trouble." And June says. I lied. So that's like them kind of like having their <laughs> moment. Um, yeah. And she tells him, she's like, you know what? Come with us. Like, you can come with us. And she's like, it's what Eleanor would have wanted. And he's like, nah, I'm going to stay behind. Eleanor would have wanted me to clean up my mess. And June's like, kind of like nods her head. Like, yeah, that that's a good idea. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you get it now. Um, and she, you know, she, pray, she basically prays for him. And she tells him, like, I wish you well. Joseph, she calls him by his name. And he's like, same to you, June Osborne. And I was just like, oh, they should hug it out, but they're not. <laughs> they're they're too gangster for yeah. that. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They say goodbye. So that was a I, you know, I loved Joseph Lawrence, despite the fact that he is not a good guy, not a bad guy. He's just kind of in the middle. But and I think deep, deep, yeah. deep down, June was right. There's good there um so. yeah and I think he pushed and I kind of think in his like his own way that maybe he wasn't trying it's just his personality I think he pushed something out of June that we have been waiting yes. for so I thought that well I, I'm like gonna always love their like little partnership you know thing that they had going on and you know maybe I don't know how it's gonna look in season four maybe we'll get to see him a little I bit I think more. so and I it was definitely kind of a mentor mentee relationship to a degree um right, versus right. Fred who basically took full advantage of her and she tried to manipulate like they kind of used each other Fred and and, and uh June yeah but I yeah. feel like with Joseph and June it was more of a partnership um so yeah I really enjoyed their relationship and I have no doubt based off the ending of this episode that they will be back together again um yeah, I hope so. Those will be those will be those exciting moments for yes. season four. So next scene, I'm gonna I call it "Into the Woods," which is one of my favorite musicals. Um, <laughs> Love into it. Into the woods, my way we go. Anyway, um, June smuggles a chill. Oh, there you go. There you go. Tune to me, you know. I should I should have put in a beat, but I was too uh, slow. It's on. All right, it's all right. You good? You good? <laughs> so June, <laughs> along with the Marthas and, and a few handmaids, smuggle the children through the woods along 
um janine's there rita's there so everybody all hands on deck um and and this Mm -hmm. moment once again i got underground railroad vibes i got the exodus of the jews like it just it just gave me that that imagery just came to me and all you see is like a sea literally of children it's way more than 52 at this point it's just a sea of children walking through the woods um but there's patrol cars along the path like on the road next to the path and you see lights start scoping the woods and i'm like oh my god i can't take the suspense yeah, your, ha- your heart as an audience member is like pounding and right now you like oh no they're not gonna, they're make, not it. gonna make it so they're going through the woods these patrol cars are out the lights go out everybody gets down and notice they have small children they have babies with them so everyone yeah they're like just every- nobody making noise and i'm like that is so hard miraculously to do. nobody makes a sound so they they kind of they stay they, they yeah. kind of crouch down and they stay down until the car is passed and they move along the path um and so like you think it's gonna i mean i know it wasn't gonna work out but i was like oh my god they made us they get to the edge of the woods at the very edge of the woods they see the plane they Mm. see the airport and then another patrol car pulls up and i was like god damn it god damn it yep (laughs) and yep yep that's exactly your thoughts as an audience member you're like come on it wasn't enough that we had to watch them get through right. the woods. now they have another obstacle but you know this is what the guardian's supposed to do they're supposed to patrol the airport i don't think it has anything to do with the fact that the, there were some issues going on in town i think you know this is their job so he locks the gate oh yeah 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 they definitely yeah, have he it. locks the gate and we're just like f me <laughs> um yep, yep so june basically tells rita she's like hey get them uh, take them along the, the, the fence perimeter find somewhere you can go somewhere safe where you can get them across um, and she even goes back and apologizes to the little girl she's like hey are you okay and the little girl's like look you had to do what you had to do <laughs> and I'm like alright little gangsta mm-hmm. um, yep. and uh, she tells Rita she's like promise me that you'll take care of her because once again she sees G- uh, Hannah in her and Rita's like are you sure and she's like yes and then Janine's there and, and she tells Janine goodbye she tells Rita goodbye they have like a tearful you know goodbye it, it's just it, a lot of emotions were going at this point because we know that June is about to sacrifice herself in one way or the other Yeah, she's going oh, by yeah. herself she's going to distract this guardian um she's she's basically going to create a diversion so i'm just like oh my god is june going to get shot what is going to happen is she going to die is this the end um and so she says goodbye she says godspeed to them and she sneaks around and, and watches the guardian he's like taking a smoke um and she steals herself to kind of jump out and then she hears a a, a, a noise behind her and it's janine remember janine said she's brave so janine <laughs> yes i was like yes janine come there you through go. janine so janine comes back apparently she has a whole bunch of marthas with her they're not gonna let june do this by herself and i think this plan was brilliant they start throwing bricks oh yeah <laughs> i love this this was fantastic i was like they do not they are not loaded down with guns and this is what they yes. came up with they it had bricks so they start throwing because there's like a like a abandoned house with like a brick wall yeah, falling apart yeah. so the, the marthas in june they pick up the bricks and it's really dark so they're using the cover of darkness a, as a means to do what they need to do so they start throwing bricks at the skirt mm-hmm. and he's on his truck they start throwing bricks at his truck throwing bricks throwing bricks so the guy he can't see anything so he shines his light out they all duck he can't see where they are so he starts shooting and they take cover 
And when he stops, they throw bricks. So it's kind of like back and forth. And unfortunately, a few Marthas go down. And I was like, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Janine and June are good, uh, from what I gather. Uh, Janine gets yeah, down yeah. and she, you know, she's breathing heavy. She's crying. And, and June's like, it's okay. And, and Janine's like, no, no, don't, don't do it. Uh, at this point, I mean, this man don't got hit with bricks. <laughs> he's not in, uh, in, in, in his, uh, at his best at this point. He's dizzy. He's disoriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on and he's by himself out there. Um, and so June chooses this opportunity to walk out and leads and he, he spots her and he's like freeze put your hands up and she leads him into the woods on this wild goo chase you know she she runs into the woods and i'm like at this point i'm like i know you're playing girl you smart um and so they go into the woods um this man chases behind her he shoots her and we're like no no like is yeah, this the yeah, end yeah, yeah. and june that's a smart cookie there she plays possum um and when the uh, when the guy up the guardian approaches her she turns around and she shoots him and she shoots him and both both of them are actually wounded at this point so you're just like yeah go ahead you and she puts the gun in front of his face and she tells him tell your peoples it's all clear and he's just like uh she's like do it so he he radios in and he says like hey it's all clear and he um you know she, he, we see as as this is happening you see Rita walking along with the children towards the airport into the plane so you're just like yes and um, she's like thank you and she shoots the guy <laughs> and you're just like okay gangsta yep. um, and yep, she passes yep. out from exhaustion uh, She and she's been shot um, no doubt she's been shot she's not mortally wounded but she's definitely hurt and as she looks mm-hmm. up she sees the plane take off and she smiles like her job is done. She could die right there, but her job is done. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah. And that to me was that good. That was that moment. See, I didn't see it. So you were you're a little bit more clever than me how you follow that because I didn't see it. I didn't think like I didn't think she was going to get shot and die, but I didn't understand. I really wasn't sure what she was planning, okay. you know, when he took off after right, her. Right. And then like especially the the shot to the shot at him and then the shot to kill him you know, to me was a little bit, was a little bit like, oh man, well, I didn't see that coming, but I like it. Cause to me, I saw that was the first time she actually, cause she's killed people. Like we know she had a list, but did she actually like lay hands on a person to kill them? Um, cause I couldn't remember. I was trying to go back and think of some of the people that have been on her list. Um, if she was actually the one that like take them down or was it somebody for her to do it? Okay. Let me think about that. Cause that's why the moment got me. Cause I was like, was that the first time she actually like it was her hands she killed this person? Yeah. You know, instead of her just being like the cause that why people were suspecting. Right. Her. No, I don't think she did. I think the only person that she I didn't say she physically killed, but she was responsible for Eleanor's death, um, and she was responsible for um, Natalie's death, and she was also responsible for Francis' death. But I don't think she ever physically mm-hmm. did. She? I don't think she ever physically killed anybody. I think Eleanor was the closest thing to it. So, yeah, that scene really got me. I was like, man, so what does that turn her into, you know, going forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I think she did what she had to do. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely for it. That had to happen. There was no way she was she gonna she's going to get out of that woods with him still being exactly. alive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I saw her plan. I think this is probably her first kill shot. But uh, <laughs> June has been a bit responsible for, for killing. So, um, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's definitely, yeah. That doesn't let her off the hook for the other mm-hmm. stuff. But I'm just thinking about, you know, the, the mental state of you actually pulled the trigger. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? This is a, mm-hmm. Instead of it being something else that kind of takes them out. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think um, this is her first true kill. Um, and I, I don't think she will ever regret it or ever feel bad about it. She did what she had to do. So, yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, definitely. No. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she sees this plane take off and tears of joy spill down her face. Um, so next we go to Canada. The plane lands and we see Moira, we see Emily, we see Luke. They're all part of this refugee team and, and they get on the plane. Well, Moira gets on the plane and she tells these kids like, hey, my name is Moira. I'm here to help you. And the little girl, she asks, she's like, hey, is this the place where I can wear whatever I want? And Moira's like, oh, trying to make us cry. Ugh. And again. Moira says, yeah, yeah, this is the place. Um, and so she she leads him down the steps and um, she asks a little girl, she's like, hey, what's your name? And before she could even answer, this man's like, Rebecca? And apparently it, it must have been her father or a family member. And Rebecca re- recognizes him and she hugs him and it's like, oh, what a wonderful moment, right? And you see Luke yeah. and he's kind of looking to see who's coming down. He's seen, a, is, is it Hannah? Is it June? Like, is am I going to have a happy reunion? Um, but no one comes out that he recognizes. Um, so that's a little sad, but we know that's for next season. Um, and then uh, yep, a shell shock yep. Rita, she gets off the plane and Emily recognizes her and they hug and they kind of like have a moment with each other. And Emily introduces Rita to Luke and Rita tells Luke that June did this, like your June did this. This is her. This is her doing. And it's almost a small comfort for him, even though he doesn't have June or Hannah back. Yeah, because you can see the look on his oh face. God. He was just he was done because yeah. he kept looking like you say he was looking for that sign that it was somebody on the right. plane. You know that he was gonna get to reunite exactly. with. Yeah, so that's what it is. But I love that. I love that. By the way, that was just amazing. Yeah. The fact that all those kids—I did not think that was gonna happen. To be honest, all the stuff, all the episodes we've talked about this and her planning, and we know how some of June's mm-hmm. plans go. So I did not think that was gonna happen. That was—I think that was fantastic for them to do as a part of the season yeah, finale. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Um, and so. We see June the next morning. And for a moment, I was like, is she dead? Because you see, like, the dead. Yeah, they did have a few of those moments. They have, like, a dead guardian next to her. And then they kind of pan over to June. Her eyes are open. And you know a lot of these movies, people die with their eyes open. So June's eyes are open. And I was like, oh, my God, did she die? And then she blinks. And I was like, oh, she's just staring off into the distance somewhere. Um, Yeah. So... You know, in that moment, you see that she flashes back to the time before um, when she's in the park with Luke and Hannah and they're having this perfect day and they're, you know, going down slides and going on. Um, uh, it's not a merry-go-round, but whatever that spinny thing is. <laughs> you, can, you can tell yeah, I didn't yeah, play in the park yeah. very much. Um, so they're having, you know, <laughs> she's just, I mean, this is what it all comes down to. Like, this is what her goal is. This is what she's working towards. Um, and as she's basically daydreaming the remaining handmaids find her so you see you know of robert you see janine i forgot who the other girl was but you see them and they pick her up and they carry her on the stretcher and they take her away in broad daylight i'm hoping like you know it's kind of calmed down or i, I mean I'm, i mean they're going through the woods so they're they can literally take her back to the lawrence yeah. home without being detected um and june kind of 
comes to when she starts to recite the Bible. Um, and, you know, I kept making references to Exodus and Moses. And she, mm. June, literally recites Exodus 3, verses 7 through 8. And she says, and I quote, And the Lord said, I have seen my people in bondage and I have heard their cry. I know their sorrows and I come to deliver them from the hand of evil men, like evil men being the operative word, and to lead my people out of that sorrowful place into a land flowing with milk and honey. So June delivered these children. She is, Mm -hmm. you know, a metaphorical Moses in this moment because, you know, she delivered these children out of bondage into a land filled with milk and honey. So I thought that was super powerful. And then we cut. And then we cut. And that's the end. Like you do. Like you do. Handmaid's Tales has a cut at that moment. You know, you have to. So I thought it was a really great episode. Um, You know, June, her plan was successful. She didn't die. Joseph is still intact. Um, she got the kids out. Serena's going to jail. I mean, like yeah. it all worked out. <laughs> and it, and I love it because I also love it because the characters can go anywhere. It's rare that you can end a a season where people still want more, and the characters can do whatever you want them to do. You know, there's so many like different things they didn't answer in some in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So they could kind of play it to they could play it to their benefit in season four, which yeah. I like. Sometimes you end and it's like you can pretty much tell like. Mm, okay we're not gonna see this person in season four. Oh yeah definitely so these are so what are your hopes for season four um i don't want i'm nervous about like similar to you pointing out the fact that they were dragged mm-hmm. they were carrying her on a stretcher mm-hmm. in broad daylight i'm nervous about the fact that i do not want to go back to the same old same old like i feel like this was enough to shake some things up where there should be some type of resistance somewhere where she can kind of be under the radar like i don't want to see the same like oh well let's get ready for the ceremony you know on a tuesday or something i feel Mm -hmm. like there was enough that she did where i want to see something different season four like i don't want to go back to the same okay i need to find a commander the ladies can't do this or it becomes more of like a dc situation because they're missing the kids now yeah that's where i'm at i'm like okay so how will Gilead react to the loss of, I mean, we know at minimum 52 kids. It looks like it was double that. At least 100 children yeah. being taken away. Like, Gilead's, the whole purpose of Gilead are these children. So, what? how will they react when, look how they acted when Nicole was was smuggled out. One child. Can you imagine right, 100, right. 100 plus kids being smuggled out? How will they react? Well, what will the crackdown look like on the remaining women in Gilead on the infrastructure? Like, what's going to happen to them? I know. Yeah, because they're, they're yeah, they're yeah, their infrastructure is shook. Like there, there is no more. That's why I don't want them to play this by the book and it be the same sort of thing mm-hmm. we see in season four. It's like there should be something turning up. Like I don't know if it's a war coming, I don't know what's going, but something needs to be dramatic about what June just did to right. Get and you know what's going to happen to June? Will she ever find Hannah? Will she get out? You know what's going to happen to Fred and Serena? How is their trial going to look like? What's their punishment going to be? Will June be reunited yeah. with her family? Like it's so many like loose ends that they need to wrap up. But I do think just based on the fact that the Waterfords have been arrested, um, I do think that mm-hmm. this is going to be the beginning of the end for Gilead. And even like yeah. where is oh, yeah. Nick? You know, he was brought up and yeah. Nick, yeah, I totally forgot about yeah, yeah, it. Like, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Serena's essentially being arrested for quote unquote forcing Nick to rape june so that she would have a child and although june and nick ended up falling in love their initial Mm -hmm. 
conception of 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 their child it wasn't i mean i wouldn't say the conception the practicing i should say um you know when they first slept with each other it wasn't out of love they were forced to do it and they grew to love each other they kind of made a a bad situation a good situation so where's nick at what's he doing so those are what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking about uh for the upcoming season um i will say there is a sequel currently out called the testaments um margaret atwood has been decades since her last book the handmaid's cell was published in 1985 um, the Testaments mm-hmm. was published this year, just a few weeks ago. And the sequel follows the lives of three women. Um, the first narrator is Aunt Lydia. So that will be oh, interesting. Nice. This And this story takes mm-hmm. place 15 years after Ofred's final scene in the original novel. And for those that haven't read the book, the final scene, and this shouldn't be a spoiler because it was also the final scene of uh, the se- the season finale of season one, was when June was taken away by the eyes. That was the final scene. And then season two mm-hmm. of the show kind of went off of that as a jumping point and expanded the world of The Handmaid's Tale. But the novel stops where June is taken away by the eyes. Um, and so it just takes place 15 years after, and we follow Aunt Lydia. We follow Agnes, a young woman living in Gilead. If you're smart, you'll know who Agnes is. Um, if anyone wants to connect the dots there. And we also follow Daisy, a young woman living in Canada. So I don't want to give too much away, but Agnes and Daisy are related to June. And we'll leave it there. <laughs> so we follow the lives. Oh, yeah, man. we follow the lives of these these two young women, um, and Aunt Lydia, fifteen years after. Okay, and you said this is a new uh, spinoff series. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. So so oh, Margaret so, okay, Atwood okay. is you know based probably based off the popularity of the show and people wanted to know what happened to June. Yeah, because I, I mean that, it's yeah. kind of the same thing with like Game of Thrones versus the books. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say that very. Yeah, that's very reminiscent of that. Everybody's like, "Well, how were you really?" Yeah. So I'm. Margaret was like, "All right, I'll give you the testament." So that's what we'll have. Um, and yeah, that's cool. Something to buy time to season four. Testaments in time for season four. I'm not sure how closely along, um, Margaret will follow. I know she had a lot of input on the show, so. Hope, I mean, I'm not saying hopefully she sticks to the show because uh, this whole thing is her creation, but I'm sure there will be some similarities and there's also yeah. going to be some differences. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, how this pans out. But even this book is kind of ahead of its time as far as the show, because the show was five years mm. after the beginning of Gilead, right? Um, this is essentially 15 years after, you know, uh, June was taken away by the eyes. So this is in the future of this show as well. So this might give us a hint as to what um, the upcoming season will be about, um, how that that quote unquote revolution began. Uh, so, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. I like that because I'm I'm very curious because they, they left so many like holes for you to ask like, you know, 15 questions, like, right as a scene where they're carrying her away, you're like, okay, well, where's this going next? Like, you cannot predict it, which, you know, is one of the, the things you like exactly. about the show. So, yeah, there it is. Um, and I know you want to talk about some things that the Emmys was last night, and The Handmaid Tale had a couple wins. Yeah. You want to talk about that, Ryan? Um, well, actually, I think by the time um, listeners listen to, like, get this episode, I think the Emmys actually tonight, like, I don't know if you're going to do any, like, little live tweeting or anything um, for it. Mm-hmm. But this was the um, the creative okay. art ceremony. Mm-hmm. You know how they do like a, some ceremonies before the Emmys mm-hmm. and still tied. 
um, and Bradley Whitford, who is Commander Lawrence, um, he took home best uh, best guest actor. Um, and this makes him the first person to win this for both a comedy and a drama because he won it in 2015 for the Transparent. Uh, so I don't know if anybody's familiar with that series. Oh, mm, Transparent on Amazon. Uh, was it? I think it was okay, Amazon. Okay. Yeah, the show with um. I think it was Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then um, Ch- uh, Cherry Jones. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing it right. She does um, Holly. She's mm-hmm. June's mother. And she got the same thing she did, but it's uh, for a guest actress, mm-hmm. of course. And then um, also outstanding production design for a narrative contemporary program uh, went to handmade. Um, I think it's Elizabeth Williams, Martha Sparrow, and Robert Hepburn are responsible for some of the production design on this series. So okay. that was cool. Um, and I point this out because I think, um, and we'll see um, by like, um, you know, people be able to give us comments. So let us guys know what you think of the Emmys once they air and everything. Um but I think there, I think the handmaid is not up for as many nominations yeah. because of the way that the show was shot, um, like the way yeah. they released the episodes. So the, so the reason why Cherry Jones was nominated and got her Emmy was because this is actually from season two, her nomination and Bradley Whitford as a guest star. This is both from season two because they released it after the cutoff time. They released season three after the cutoff time. So all the nominations this mm-hmm. year for the most part are from season two. I think maybe one or two episodes in season three because of the way the series was released. So, so we'll, we'll see. So yeah, we should, we should see. And we know, we know Game of Thrones about to wreak havoc on this uh, Emmy. So we're going to see how this turns out. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we got a lot to look forward to. Um, season four will be returning. We don't know when, but in the meantime, you can read the Testaments. You can binge watch. Yeah. Let us yeah. know your thoughts. If you're still mad about this, you know, got to vent a little bit about Serena. You know, do we want to see the Waterfords? Maybe just for exactly. A um, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. So yeah, so read the testaments. Let us know on Twitter what you think about the book. Spoiler free, of course. At melanin, oh, yeah, <laughs> at oh, yeah. melanin mommy two eight one six at November Bear, um, at Black Girl Nerds. Let us know. It's been fun covering the Handmaid's Tale with you guys. Um, definitely, we'll be. <laughs> I know. Definitely. What we gonna do without our weekly teddy bear hugs and drama know. right now? Well, we got some drama yes. coming for you guys. But, but yeah, you know. we've wrapped on the Handmaid's Tale. We'll be returning next year for season four. In the meantime, we're still covering Woo-hoo. power. So look forward to those recaps. And of course, we'll always have our extra episodes just talking about whatever we find interesting in Hollywood and entertainment. So exactly. All right, thanks yep. so much, guys, for listening and for sticking with us through this uh, podcast. And uh, I guess we'll see you soon. Bye. Yep. Bless the day. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.